Hey everyone, just one quick announcement before we get started. We know lately there's been a delay in the workbook releases, so we do sincerely apologize. We're looking at different ways to speed up the production, so please bear with us as we figure out a more efficient method. Currently, the workbook should be available by the following week of the podcast release. Thanks for your patience on this. All right, now here's the show. Hi everyone, you're listening to Bite Size Taiwanese, a brand new podcast giving you a taste of real everyday Taiwanese. This is Phil. And this is Alan. Welcome back. This is episode 11 of the newbie level. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just that my roommate bought a lot of trash on Black Friday. You know, the house has already been piled up with stuff and now it's just oh, a total mess. <laughs> oh man, I'm so sorry to hear that. That really sucks. <laughs> well, now I need a bigger room and, well, a different roommate. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you can return them. But what was that word you said earlier? Asa... Oh, you mean asapuru? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like Japanese. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> it was an expression invented during Japanese colonial times, but it's definitely a common Taiwanese word now. <laughs> <laughs> so the actual origin is uncertain, but I think some people say it comes from the Japanese word asapuro. Asa means morning and furo means bath. So supposedly during the Japanese colonial times, people thought it was really strange to take baths in the morning. <laughs> well, since they always took their baths at night after a long day's work. And it's said that probably only those who offer special services at oh. night would take a bath in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And well, and maybe later it became to mean not right or indecent and also disorderly or lousy okay, or just a mess in Taiwanese. And warning to everyone, it's a pejorative. <laughs> wow, that's such an interesting story. I mean, even if we don't know for sure if that's the true origin. Hey, Alan, do you speak Japanese? Well, mm, <laughs> well just a little bit. Tamboa. <laughs> Tamboa. <laughs> okay. Actually, you know what? Talking about what languages we speak is probably useful for our listeners to know. Let's talk more about this topic today. All right, sounds good to me. So Alan, first, maybe let's start with Taiwanese. How would you ask someone, do you speak Taiwanese? Well, if you're in a public setting and you want to ask politely, you could say, Di kam e hiaokong taigi. Di kam e hiaokong taigi. Can you break that down for us? Sure. Di, of course, means you. Gum is a special word that you use to turn sentences into questions. You put it right before whatever word or phrase that you are questioning. E hiao means can in the sense of having the ability or to know how to. So e hiao usually refers to something that must be learned. And gong means to speak. And finally, you probably already know this, 
Taigi or Taigu is how we say Taiwanese in Taiwanese. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, we have something like you, a question marker asking about whatever follows, can speak in Taiwanese. Li gum e hiao gong taigi. And there's also another way to say Taiwanese, right? Taiwan way. Right. So the gi in taigi usually means language in general, while the way in Taiwan way focuses more on the spoken language or speech. So can we use these to come up with the names of other languages too? Definitely. Typically, when we use way to add it to the name of the country or place. So notice that we said. Taiwan, Taiwan, and then added way to get Taiwan way. But for yi, it's usually only two syllables, right? So we just use the first part Tai and add yi to get Dai yi. So now let's try this with a few other languages. So Alan, why don't I just say a few first, and then you give us both ways to say it in Taiwanese? Well, sure. Go ahead. All right. Let's start with English. Ingi. Or, well, but with Ingokwe, it does sound like you're referring to the English as spoken in the UK. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. We'll stick with Ingi then. Uh, next, how about Japanese? Jitgi or Jipunwe. German. Tiggi or Tiggokwe. And how about Korean? <laughs> what happened to Hangi? Oh well, there are some combinations that just don't seem to be used, so it's probably better to just stick with Hangokwe. Okay. How about French? Hotgi or Hotgokwe. Spanish. Sepangagi or Sepangawe. All right, so that one actually breaks that two-syllable trend that we saw with Yi, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not a hard and fast rule. <laughs> All right, well, how about Mandarin? Well, this one you might hear a few different ways to say it. Huagi, Tiongkokwe, or Tiongbun. And also you might hear Gokgi, which actually means the national language when referring to Mandarin. Well, but for this term, we should probably add some explanation. In the past, the term Gokgi, national language, actually referred to Japanese when Taiwan was under Japanese rule. Later, after the Chinese Nationalist Party or the Kuomintang came to Taiwan in the late 1940s, Mandarin was promoted by the Chinese Nationalists and even imposed on people in Taiwan as the new national language. Even though at that time most people on the island spoke Taiwanese and almost no Mandarin at all. And earlier this year, the National Languages Development Act was passed by the legislature. The act officially recognizes and promotes the local languages as the national languages, which include Taiwanese, Hakka, and Austronesian indigenous languages, as well as Taiwan Sign Language. So the term Gokki is not so precise since it's not the name of a particular language and also has become a controversial term for a lot of people. So now the other name you gave for Mandarin, Diongbun, uses another term that you often hear when talking about languages, Bun which means language, but the focus here is more on the written language. So, Dai Bun usually has to do more with literature or writing in Taiwanese. Well, but of course, sometimes people still use these terms more casually. So, for example, they might say 
Yingbun to mean English in a more general sense, even when talking about the spoken language. Yeah, I've heard that too. I've wondered about that. But anyway, now Ellen, let's say you want to tell someone that you can't speak any Taiwanese. Like, how would we say that? Well, usually you don't need to say anything, <laughs> and they can just tell from you look like you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Actually, as soon as you open your mouth, they'll probably know. I remember my first visit to Korea. I memorized this sentence from a phrase book. I don't speak Korean. Do you speak English? And then the first time I tried using it, halfway through the sentence, the other person said in perfect English, "Can I help you?" <laughs> But of course, sometimes there are cases when you'd like to be clear about it. So, what's one way we could say this? Well, remember our question from before. Ni kam e hiao gong tai gi. Can you speak Taiwanese? We can reuse the can speak Taiwanese part. E hiao gong tai gi, and then change the can to can't. So the negative of a hiao is be hiao. So I can't speak Taiwanese is gua be hiao gong tai gi. Gua be hiao gong tai gi. And what if we know just a little bit? How could we say that? Gua e hiao gong tan bo tai gi. All we do here is add a little bit tan bo right before tai gi. So for most people, when they learn languages, their listening comprehension is much better than their speaking ability. So how could we say, "I can understand Taiwanese, but I can't speak much"? In this case, we could say, "Gua e hiao tian, be hiao gong." Tian just means to listen, and everything else here we know already. So literally, it's like, "I can listen, can't speak." <laughs> so short and sweet. Now, sometimes you might hear a sentence and you know what each individual word means, but you still can't make sense of the entire sentence. So, how would you say, "I don't understand"? Well, even if you don't understand a single word, you could still use the phrase "gotiabo." Actually, I think we know all of these words individually, but there's something different happening here. So, "gua" of course is "I." "Tia" we just learned is the word for listen, and "bo." When it's by itself, it often means to have nothing. But when you attach it to a verb like "tia," it means you listen but you got nothing from it, <laughs> so you don't understand. <laughs> so actually, if you remember from earlier, I used this with Alan when I didn't quite understand when he when he was saying "asapulo." <laughs> so what if I said "gotia wu"? So this means. I understand, right? Right. U and bo are opposites. U means to have, to exist, and bo means to not have, to have nothing, or to not exist. Now we should also add that it's common to leave off the subject when it's understood from context. So I could also just say tian bo to mean I don't understand. That's right. In a regular conversation, you often don't need to repeat the subject like in English. So, if you want to know more related phrases to this topic and more languages, be sure to check out the workbook for this episode. All right, let's try practicing what we just learned. Hey Phil, di kame hiao gong huat gi. Can you speak French? Uh, what hiao gong tan bo a? I can speak a little bit. I thought so. I remember when we we're talking about the nasal sounds in our pronouncing like a pro show. You spoke some French. 
你敢会晓讲法语？我会晓讲淡薄啊。Mon je bien, rien souvent, aime beaucoup. Hey Phil, what are you saying? Did they go shit? What the hell? I don't understand. Mon je bien, rien souvent, aime beaucoup. I say, what the hell? What the hell? Sorry, I don't understand French. Did they go shit? What the hell? 拍摄，发语我听无。Hey Phil, I want to pick up another language. Any recommendations? Well, what about Spanish? Sepangawe. Well, actually, I took a course on Sepangawe Spanish for a few months a long time ago. 我会晓听，未晓讲。Now I can still understand some daily conversation, but I'm still not confident at speaking. Don't worry. Every language learner goes through that period at some point. It just takes a lot of practice and a lot of mistakes. Sepangawe, gua e hiao tian be hiao gong. All right, it's review time. Like usual, we'll say the English first and then the Taiwanese. First, natural speed, and then slowly. Practice by saying it out with us. All right, let's get started. Vulgar, indecent, messy, disorderly. Asaburu. Asaburu. What did you say? What are you saying? Dire kongshia. Dire kongshia. To speak, to say. Kong. Gong. Can you speak Taiwanese? Di kam e hiao gong tai gi. Di kam e hiao gong tai gi. To know how to do, usually referring to something that must be learned. E hiao. E hiao. Can't. To not know how to do. Be hiao. Be hiao. Taiwanese language or spoken language. Taigi, Taigi, or Taiwanwe, Taiwanwe. Taiwanese written language or literature. Taibun, Taibun. English language or spoken language. Ingi, Ingi. English written language, sometimes English in general. Ingbun, Ingbun. Japanese. Jitgi, Jitgi, or Jipunwe, Jipunwe. German. Tigi, Tigi, or. Tikokwei, Tikokwei. Korean. Hankokwei, Hankokwei. French. Hotgi, Hotgi, or Hotkokwei, Hotkokwei. Spanish. Sepangagi. 
Sepangagi or Sepangagwe Sepangagwe Mandarin Hwagi Hwagi or Tiongkokwe Tiongkokwe The Chinese written language or sometimes Mandarin Tiongbun Tiongbun National language Kogi Kogi I can't speak Taiwanese Guabe Hyokong Taigi Guabe Hyokong Taigi I only speak a little Taiwanese Guai Hyokong Tambo Taigi I understand, but I can't really speak Taiwanese. I don't understand. I understand. Okay, that's it for today. To review what we discussed in this episode, visit our website, bitesizedtaiwanese.com and go to the episode page where you can find a quick recap of what we covered today. And if you want more than what we covered in today's podcast, just check out the downloadable workbook where you'll get great exercises, extra vocabulary, more grammar discussion, more audio, and so much more detail like annotated tone changes. For the holidays, we're offering a limited time promotion on the workbooks and on our very own bite-sized Taiwanese merch. So definitely take advantage of these deals and check out the store at our website. It's a perfect gift for yourself and for someone else you know that has been dying to improve their Taiwanese. A lot of you have been asking us for this, so we're also happy to finally release our guide to the Dai Lo romanization system. So if you've been trying to make sense of how to write Taiwanese using the alphabet, or even get a better sense of the sound system, then this guide is for you. The guide shows you each and every sound in Taiwanese, which letters represent which sounds, English approximations, the IPA International Phonetic Alphabet for each sound, common examples in Taiwanese, and also audio. We also give you a summary of the basic tones and tone changes. Essentially, it's a two-page cheat sheet for a Taiwanese pronunciation. You can download it for free from our website when you sign up for our mailing list. If you already sign up for our mailing list at our website, then check your inboxes. And you should have an email providing you instructions on how you can download yours. We'd also like to give a big shout out to Alex for suggesting the topic for this episode. Hi, Alex! <laughs> we do have a plan of the topics that we'll cover in the first season, but we're always open to hearing suggestions and requests from our listeners because ultimately, this is all for you. Right, we're definitely flexible. And also keep the emails and messages coming. We've been so excited to hear that we've had listeners from as far as Turkey and Argentina. Yes, keep them coming. We definitely love hearing from all of you. Okay, that's it for today. And I'm Phil. Thanks everyone for listening. See you next time. Bye.